بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه واله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا This is a series of continuous series of our reminders on dawa one of the things that is done a lot nowadays in terms of dawa is debates right debates so people challenge other people to debates sometimes they challenge uh, you know the leaders of other faiths the priests and this and that and uh, and they challenge them debates they challenge them debates in public debates which is on on big stages you now obviously if you are challenging that person to a debate then the crowd mostly is your crowd maybe that person has some supporters but obviously it's your it's your meeting so mostly your crowd and of course there's all this usual stuff that happens right whoever wins and loses now i want to submit to you my position is that public debates if you want to ask me list of ways list of bad ways of giving dawa huh? in order of priority please list the bad ways which means you should not do this in order of priority i'll say number 1 is a public debate never ever do a public debate now you tell me why because of a very good reason and the reason is first of all any debate whether it's public or it's private a debate has always one focus what is the focus in a debate to win to win right see the difference supposing i and dr ovis here supposing there is some masala over which over which he has an opinion i have a different opinion and we want to come to some you know amicable solution we want to understand now both of us sit down together and we have a we discuss it i i explain i explain to him this is the situation he explains to me and so on we can come to a conclusion but supposing both of us stand up here and say publicly now we are going to debate believe me there there will never be any solution it will always he will see he will try to see how he can make me lose how he can win and i will do the same this is a natural human ten- tendency so the first thing to ask yourself is in dawa are you there to is it a boxing match or something are you there to win and lose or are you there to win over win the other person over to your side or are you there to win over that person which one winning somebody over to your side means that this person becomes your friend this person understands you even if he doesn't sort of convert or something he at least understands you better and you know there's a good feeling now in a debate this can never happen there's no way that can happen secondly in a public debate it's even worse because now in a public debate you already raise the stakes because if it's only one on one in a closed room what is the worst there's no there's no there are no spectators right okay so i i i lost an argument i lost an argument we go back we go out of the room but if there are 50 people stakes are high especially now with the media right if those 50 people have got 50 phones and they are, they are recording huh? and then it's probably somebody's got uh, live stream on <laughs> on youtube or what not huh? or facebook or and then there are the memes so it is a very negative thing it cannot give you any good result because the the results are always negative and, and i can i mean i don't want to go into all that now but there are many actual live examples with names and places 
where things have gone very badly wrong because somebody debated in public for no other reason. The same thing if those two people had sat down and, and spoken privately, nothing would have happened. But in public, completely out of hand and with very, very negative results. Now, to close, let me give you, according to me, the biggest and best dalil that I can give you. Biggest, biggest and best proof of this. And that is again the, the, the hadith of Mr. Sallam. There's a very beautiful hadith. Rasulullah had one of his favorite uh, students and one of his favorite sahaba. He was a young man called Mu'ad bin Jabal. He was, a, he was an Ansari sahabi. And they say he was a very handsome man, a very you know, good looking man, highly intelligent. He was half his Quran. He was, Nabi Sallallahu had given him the uh, permission to make fatwa in his lifetime itself. So he was such a knowledgeable man, very knowledgeable. Ma'ad bin Jabal, knowledge of, of, uh, of hadith, of halal, haram, of all this. Now, Rasulullah chose him and appointed him as the governor of Yemen. He sent him to Yemen as the Dai of Islam and as a Qadi in Yemen. It's a, it's a long hadith, very beautiful hadith. Um, I will speak only about one piece of it. Maybe later on we can look at the other parts of it. Rasulullah asked Mu'ad to mount his horse. Mu'ad bin Jabal mounted his horse. Rasulullah held the bridle of the horse and is walking him outside, out of Madinah, sending him on his way. And as I said, it's a long hadith. I won't go into those parts. Just the issue about the, of, of Dawah. He said to him, Ya Mu'ad, the country you are going to is a country of the Ahlul Kitab. It's a Christian country. Yemen was a Christian country ruled by a Christian king and it was a tributary state of Persia, of Iran, which was a idolatrous country. They used to worship the fire, the Sabians. So, Nabi Shalassam said to him, Yamad, you are going to this country, which is a Christian country. He said, invite them to La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Invite them to La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. If they accept, then teach them salah. Tell them to pray and teach them how to pray. Teach them salah. And when they have started praying, then tell them that they must pay zakat. And he said, take zakat from their wealthy and give it to their poor. Take zakat from their wealthy people and give it to their own poor people. And he said, do not take from their wealth. When you take zakat, don't take the best. Right? Now see this, this whole thing in this context. And there's many other things in this hadith which we will later on, inshallah. But this now. First of all, invite them. Did he say to them, and now as I told you, I, I gave you the build up about Maad bin Jabal to show you that Maad bin Jabal who was a scholar, he was highly capable. Rasulullah could have said to him, go there and challenge their bishops to a debate and on the stage destroy them completely and show people that their aqidah is false and they are, they, are, they are kuffar and they are in the hellfire. He didn't say any of this. He didn't say debate with them. He didn't say curse them. He didn't say go and, and show them up. You know, prove that their ideology is false. Nothing. He said invite them. 
to la ilaha illallah. If they accept, he's not saying force them. If they accept, then salah. <coughs> because salah is the manifestation, is the physical proof of la ilaha illallah. If I say la ilaha illallah and I'm not praying, then there is no proof that I believe in the kalima. What is the proof? It's in my heart. I don't know. Salah is proof. And then the third piece of advice. See what the hikmah of the Nabi alayhi salam. So beautiful. He says, take zakat from their rich people. Did he say, take zakat and send it to Madinah? Take zakat and build your palace? No. Take zakat from their wealthy people and give it to their own poor people. Now think about this. In any, in any society throughout history, the wealthy are few, the poor are many. Any country, you, you go across the world. Wealthy are few, poor are many. Number one. Number two, there is always a distance between the wealthy and the poor. The wealthy will live in big houses. They will have big compounds and walls and this and castles and palaces. And the poor are living in slums and here and there. The wealthy, are, the wealthy go in their transportation, whatever it is, chariots or, you know, Ferraris and God knows what, right? So they are going in their, in their, in their transportation. The poor are walking on the ground. They are walking on the, on, 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 on the road. And so on and so on. So there is a distance between the wealthy and the poor. There is, where there is a distance, there is a resentment. The poor people always, they think badly about the wealthy people. They always resent the wealthy people. Now, when you take zakat from the wealthy and give it to the poor, what's going to happen? This distance will come down. And our principle of zakat, you don't just take and give, you invite them. You please come with me, give yourself. So now these poor people suddenly find these wealthy people are giving money. They are being nice. They are coming to my house and so on and so forth. And what is the reason for that? It's Islam. This is very clear. So Dawatul Islam is happening without saying one word about. There is no taqreer and there is no mu'awidha and there is no waz and there is no khutbah. Just the charity which is being given from their own wealthy to their own poor is the biggest and most powerful dawah of Islam. People know. This guy was wealthy. He was sitting in his palace till yesterday. Nothing happened. Today he's starting. He's coming to my house and giving me like Why? Because of Islam, he became Muslim. So this Islam is a great thing. And then, and this is the cherry on the cake. Rasulullah said, don't take the best from their wealth. Because these are new people. They just come into Islam. Right? So this, my brother here is a wealthy man. He loves horses. He's got these fabulous stables. So I come to him and I said, you became Muslim. Yes, I became Muslim. This is the zakat which is due on you, which is what? You got five horses that you have to give. Most welcome, please. Five horses. Now I go into his stable. I pick his absolutely best stud stallion. And I just... Subhanallah, I mean, man, I've got 500 horses. Pick something else, right? I mean, this is the, the most valuable. Love, I love this horse more than I love my son, you know. And you want to take this horse? That's what I said. Don't do that. Don't, don't put people to a test, right? Don't make life difficult for them. Be, make it easy. He's giving zakat, alhamdulillah. Now, don't, don't make the giving zakat into a, into a test for him. Now, now he has to think, did I make a mistake? I mean, why did I become Muslim? You know, I became Muslim and now this is happening to me. Think about that, right? Now, this is the, this is the hikmah of da'wah. Today, when we give da'wah, we, we become tough. You can't do this, you can't do this, haram, that, haram, that, haram. Allah Kareem. So, first and foremost, what is haram is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Decreed in his kalam. 
people like like, like ibn abbas radhiyallahu used to say and, and imam malik for example rahmatullahi they used to say whatever allah called haram in his kitab is haram other than that ibn abbas used to say i do not know whether this will be in your good amal or bad amal he would not even use the word haram now this does not mean that there is that, that, that something is not haram right but the point is they were so careful with this terminology they didn't go around pronouncing takfir this is kafir that is kafir this is kafir no they didn't say that all of these things are very sadly the our, our modern way of presenting islam may allah protect us which come out of arrogance which comes come out of lack of knowledge so you have a little bit of knowledge and you know this goes to your head like gas so it's very important to have humility and humbleness and know that i am i am not I, i may be giving da but i am not the nabi wahi is not coming on me right so let me <laughs> let me have some, some humility and be humble with this and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to present islam in the most beautiful way the deen itself is haq but the way it is presented if that becomes batil then imam ibn taymiyyah rahmatullah actually said this he said do not make the cure worse than the disease don't make the cure worse than the illness you got a the illness is the is whatever you are trying to correct but the way you are correcting it is so bad that it's better to leave the guy alone i mean let him have this let him have his problem you know this instead of trying to correct him in this way so we ask allah subhanahu wa taala to give us the hikmah to present this deen in the most beautiful way so that people it becomes clear to people what a beautiful deen we have alhamdulillah wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya rabb شكرا لك